someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbiter? Then he said to the crowd, Take care not to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced bountiful harvest, and he asked himself, What shall I do, for I do not have space to store my harvest? And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, and I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for so many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus it will be for all who store up treasure for themselves but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Once upon a time, there was a man who uh, worked very hard and and created his own business, uh, you know, with his own ingenuity and his own hard work. And he was very successful and made quite a lot of money for himself. And even when he reached old age, he continued to uh, work and manage his business until finally he had a serious heart attack. which left him in the hospital for quite a long time, and he was worried that his children and his family might be uh, manipulating his money and things. So he sold the business, and he converted all of his stocks and portfolio and assets, all, everything that was electronic, into uh, gold plates. And he chose gold because he had such a large amount of wealth that he had accumulated that anything else would have just filled his hospital room. So he had a very large bag of gold plates and he kept it in the hospital bed with him so that he could keep watch over it and that he knew that his family wasn't playing around with his business or his money. He intended to get better and leave the hospital, but he had another serious heart attack and he he died and he went to heaven and encountered at the pearly gates Peter, and Peter welcomed him. I don't know how Peter welcomes people, we can imagine, but uh, Peter said, you know, welcome to heaven. Um, You can't bring that in here with you. You have to leave it behind. And he said, do you know what this is? He said, I don't care what it is, but you're not allowed to bring anything with you. You kind of have to leave it behind. 
And the man chose to turn around and walk the other direction because he didn't want to leave his bag of gold behind him. St. Michael, the archangel, witnessed this from a bit of a distance, and he came up to Peter and he said, what was that all about? And Peter kind of shrugged his shoulder. He said, I don't know. He had a bag full of street tiles. If you didn't get that joke, it's because the streets in heaven are paved with gold. They didn't get it at the early mass either. Mm. Our readings today speak to us, I think, in ways that are very real. Coeleth in the book of Ecclesiastes, a lot of people feel that Ecclesiastes is kind of a dark uh, book in the Old Testament. It seems very down and maybe a little depressing. But uh, Coeleth, you know, he says, vanity of vanity, all things are vanity. All things are vanity. Your house, your job, your clothes, everything is vanity. Everything is going to pass away, and you will have nothing, and what you have will pass to someone else. And I know it's a very real thing. Many here may be thinking about their future. How will they leave their possessions to their children? whether their children will know what to do with it or whether it will ruin their children. I remember when I was uh, just newly appointed as a pastor at my previous parish at Christ the King, the next-door neighbor had just died like days before I arrived there, and they had an estate sale. And people were walking through her house and making prices. What do you want for that? I'll give you five bucks. And she had like these wine glasses that were really nice. She never took them out of the cabinet, you could tell. And people were just, you know, pennies on the dollar. Her silverware that she never used because it's too nice uh, was being bought for like next to nothing. And so oftentimes we have things on this earth that we treasure. And maybe we hide it away and nobody sees it. Nobody benefits from it. And we just, we kind of hoard it. But you know what's going to happen to it when you die? People are going to go through your stuff, and they're just going to take it, and they're not going to appreciate it. So Coelho is very real when he talks about how all the things that you worked for, when you die, somebody else who didn't lift a finger is going to take it. And Jesus encounters this man who says, you know, tell my brother to share my inheritance. How many lawyers at this moment are working on cases around our country on how to divvy up inheritance to the different children? And all these are are very real questions that we see presented to us in these readings. Vanity of vanity, all things are are vanity. Koelith speaks about them in the the Hebrew word. It means smoke. That everything in the world is just smoke. You like to grab on and hold on to it, but in the end, it'll slip away from your fingers. Think of all the billions of people that walk planet Earth. How many of them are remembered? Probably 99.9% of anybody that's ever lived has been forgotten into history. So many times we strive to hold on to the things of this world only to find that 
in the end, everything will disappear. I meet people often who try to live healthy lives, and they go through great efforts eating healthy diets, going to the gym and working out, only to find that they too succumb to illness and disease. And no matter how much we try to control the world around us or even our own bodies, all things pass away. Father Bolding and I were just watching a series on Nova about the universe, and they said eventually the sun is going to go supernova, and the earth won't even exist anymore. It'll just be turned into space dust. And so all things can seem to be kind of down and dark and depressing. But the good news is that Jesus Christ has entered into our world and he's brought new meaning in that we strive for something more important than all the things of the world. And that is we strive for heaven. Because heaven is something that will never pass away. God existed for all eternity. There was never a time when God didn't exist. And there will never be a time when God doesn't exist. So he is the one thing eternal. The one thing that deserves all of our attention. Yet oftentimes we find ourselves searching for meaning in life through things. Money, riches, power all these kind of things, and all of them will pass away. But if we hold on to Christ, if we hold on to Christ, he has prepared for us a dwelling place in heaven, and none of it can be taken away from us in heaven. In these readings, we are not to understand that the things of the world, even riches, to be bad or sinful but rather it's the clinging to them, as if that were the most important thing of our life. That's what's wrong, that's what's bad. What should the man have done who had such a lavish, lavish harvest? You know, just think of it. This guy had, you know, started his farm and he built grain silos that he thought were going to be big enough to hold as much as he hoped and dreamed to produce on the land and his crop produced far more than he could hold. And rather than uh, want to share that, he decided I'm going to keep it and I'm going to tear down these barns and I'm going to build even bigger barns so that I can keep them all for myself and so that I can rest and make merry and enjoy it all. His mistake was he said this prayer to himself. And by the way, that's always a mistake when you pray to yourself. You remember Jesus encountered in the synagogue uh, a tax collector and a Pharisee. The tax collector beat his breast and he prayed to God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The Pharisee, Jesus said, prayed a prayer to himself. Thank you, God, that you didn't make me a lousy tax collector, a sinner like this guy. It's always a bad idea to pray to yourself. And so this rich man prayed to himself and decided how he was going to make use of this blessing, the abundant harvest that God had given him. He should have prayed to God and asked God, what should I do with all of this abundance, with all of this extra? And it's the same thing that we should pray. 
the same thing that we should do. When we have more than what we need, we should ask God, how do you want me to, to give of my abundance, of the good things that you have given me? When we get too caught up in ourselves, we just want to keep hoarding it and hoarding it and putting it away. Eventually, we will all lose our lives and other people will go through our stuff. At least while you're alive, you have the opportunity to spend it for good and to ask God what he wants you to support. How about the man who wanted the inheritance? What should these young men have done with their inheritance? Perhaps they should take in what they have needed and looked for areas that God may have been calling them to give to those who are poor. I think it's the demon's goal in our lives to lead us to focus on things of the world and to lose sight of the things of heaven, things that are important to God. How many people have thought something like this? I will start to take my faith and service to God and neighbor seriously when I grow up and I become an adult. I think I used to think like that when I was in high school, that I don't really start my life until I'm older and get a job. Yet the church has many saints that were children, even like, for example, Saint uh, Maria Goretti. Some people will say, I will take my faith and obligations more seriously after I finish college and I get a good job. And then they get a job, but then they say, well, I need a promotion or I need to get a better job. I need to make more money. And then finally, I'll take my faith more seriously. Some people will say, well, I'll start tithing once I get a bigger house, once I really get that house up on the hill that I wanted. And then they buy that house on the hill and they're so far in debt and then they can't give. And then they want another house that's even bigger or a bigger car and it's never enough. And so they keep putting off the things of God while they're focusing on the things of the world. I'll help the poor give to, to the needs of the church once I retire, or I'll devote my time in a ministry once I retire. And then they retire and they're so old they don't have any energy to do anything. If today you hear God's voice, harden not your hearts. Don't be so focused on things of the world, but focus on the things that God calls us to. Money can buy you a bed, but it can't buy you sleep. Money can buy you delicious food, but not an appetite. Money can buy you a book, great books, but not true wisdom. Money can buy you many fancy things, but not real beauty. Money can buy you a house, but not a family. Money can buy medicine, but not health. Social friends, but not love. Fun not happiness, or even a crucifix, but not faith. The joy that comes from possessing things is a temporary joy. But what is it that we really need to seek? What is it that we are truly seeking? Who should be the true good that we are looking for? It's God alone in the end. 
I found this beautiful prayer from St. Alphonsus Liguri called One Thing Necessary. I'll invite you to pray with me this prayer. Oh my God, help me to remember that life is short and eternity is long. What good is all the greatness of this world at the hour of my death? To love you, my God, to save my soul, that is the one thing necessary. Without you, there is no peace of mind or soul. My God, I need only fear sin and nothing else in this life, for to lose you, my God, is to lose all things. Oh, my God, help me to remember that I came into this world with nothing, and I shall take nothing from it when I die. To gain you, I must leave all. But in loving you, I already have all good things, the infinite riches of Christ and his church, Mary's motherly protection and perpetual help, and the eternal dwelling place Jesus has prepared for me. Eternal Father, Jesus has promised that whatever we ask in his name will be granted us. In his name I pray, give me a burning faith, a joyful hope, a holy love for you. Grant me perseverance in doing your will and never let me be parted from you. My God and my all, make me a saint. Amen.